Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. Happy New Year! We Yay. always kick off the year with a really inspiring health health based episode. They're our most popular of the whole year, and we have a really fun one coming to you today. This one is a. a- a very different episode than the other couple that we've had in the past because it's so relevant to our current state of the world. It is about someone who, because of a pandemic, became plant-based. And that is fascinating to me. Yeah. And we've been wanting to find someone from a few generations older than us for a long time. And it's an exciting time these days because we have more and more people that we're hearing about every day who are not only in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s who are going vegan, but even 70s, 80s, 90s, and 100s. So today we have a guest who fits in that category of someone with a lot of wisdom to share, some cool experiences to share, who has gone vegan. Yes. And he... He has known about the plant-based lifestyle for a long time because his son, Josh Bulk, who is a very dear friend of ours, uh, is a, has been a vegan advocate for decades. He was doing it way back in the 90s. And still, even despite all of the information, his dad, Jim Bulk, didn't make a change. It wasn't until it wasn't until the pandemic hit, and you'll hear Josh's story because we're having him on first, uh, that he began to eat eat plant-based. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Josh is such an inspiring human being. We've both known him for so long. His work is known around the world. He's impacted so many companies, individuals, inspired more people than we could possibly count to eat plant-based. But you all know listening that getting your parents on the bandwagon is a whole different story, something that most people will never have never experienced before. And a few lucky ones get that moment where their parents say, all right, I'm going to give it a try. And Josh is lucky enough to have a parent who not only did that, but is, well, actually... We won't spoil it, how he's feeling about it. Um, you can tune in and listen to the episode. Yes, I wanted to make a couple notes before we go in. We had first a discussion with Josh about how it all happened. And then we talked to Jim himself about uh, his story and how he's feeling. And during that interview, he mentions a few names throughout the interview. And I wanted to give a little bit of context. Josh, of course, is his son, Josh Bulk. And then Adam is his other son. And Josh Tetrick is uh, co-founders with Josh Bulk of the company called Eat Just, formerly known as Hampton Creek. And so those are the people that he names throughout the episode. And I just wanted to give a little bit of context. But And Eat I, Just is the maker of Just Eggs, the plant-based eggs that you can find at, at massive grocery stores yeah. <laughs> all around. So yay. Yay. All right. Well, we hope that you are inspired by this episode because we definitely are. And you'll have to let us know what you think. Hope you enjoy. But before we jump in, it is January. It is a fresh new year. And if you've been following our work or our podcast for a while, you know 
the beginning of January is our plant-based on a budget meal planning challenge. Woohoo! This is one of our favorite efforts, events of the year because we get to see so many people step into healthy habits and support them along the way um, and see lives literally transformed um, over the course of just a few weeks or a month. So if you want to participate in our plant-based on a budget meal plan challenge, head on over to plantbasedmealplan.com. We've got some fun opportunities for there for you there. You can join the challenge for one week, for two weeks, or for a full month of eating healthy, saving tons of money, and learning how to shop in the grocery store and batch cook your food so that you have delicious food for the whole week um, to feed yourself or yourself and your family uh, that will nourish you. And oh my gosh, did I mention save money? Because this will save you so much money at the same time. Yes, these meal plans are designed to help you bring your grocery budget for the week down to $25. And we show you how to shop with a printable grocery list. And did we mention support you the whole way? People from all over the world will be joining together in our Facebook group to support each other, share photos, share struggles and cheer each other on. And it's really, really, really wonderful. So we hope you check it out, plantbasedmealplan.com. All right, now let's jump into the show. Hi, Josh. Welcome to the Plant Powered People podcast. Thanks for having me on, Tony. What an honor. Okay, so everyone who's listening, Josh is our longtime friend. He was actually my husband's best man at our wedding. And his his best friend. And uh, he has so many accomplishments on his own. But un- unfortunately, this episode is actually about his dad. And so you're not going to get to hear all of the amazing things that Josh has done on his own. But I'm really, 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 really excited about this one. Wait, Tony, this isn't about me? Why the heck am I, why the heck am I on? Uh, yeah, Michelle and I need to we need to remedy that big time. But I was really inspired by something you were telling me a while back at the beginning of the pandemic when you were talking about how you started buying groceries for your dad and he was really sticking to it. So uh, we wanted to bring you on to talk about how how he's doing. It's been quite some time now. And this this is the new year. People are setting their intentions and we want to just learn about what was your dad eating like before and how is he eating now and what brought him here? So let's start off with, uh, where is your dad living right now? He lives outside of Philadelphia in a small town called Brumall, Pennsylvania. That's where I grew up. He is living in our childhood home. In cool. fact, he's living there by himself, Tony. And, that, and that's part of this story that he's on his own right now in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, uh, well. Wow. And and you're in San Francisco. I am. So you're in San Francisco. And when the pandemic hit, how, how did you get the idea to start buying groceries for your dad? Do you know how it started? I did not want him to leave the house to go shopping. That's how it really started. <laughs> you know, he is so gregarious. He loves people. He loves going out. And the idea that he would be shut down in his home, that is just the polar opposite of who he is. And so I had to think, what could I do at least to prevent him from going into grocery stores? And I figured, you know what? If I get grocery delivery for him, 
he's just going to appreciate that his son loves him so much that he actually will receive it open-heartedly, eat whatever I send him, and actually not go to grocery stores. So that was that was my plot, Tony, to really keep him safe. And and I think it's just working out. That's that's awesome. And when you proposed this, was he super enthusiastic about it, or was he like, "Matt, I shop for myself. I buy what I like to eat, and don't try to don't try to change me." Or was he excited about it? When you're a father at 78 years old and you have uh, your son showing care and being willing to <laughs> pay for something for him for a change, I think you just take what you get. And I think my dad was just so happy uh, that that I was doing something for him uh, because he's such a giver and he's done so much for my life, my brother's life, that I think that he was just really touched his heart. So he, he was... Really happy to to get the proposal, but I I got to tell you, he never heard about grocery deliveries before. He never knew about Amazon deliveries. He didn't understand the entire concept, so it was new. But we we worked through the system. We did. That's really awesome, Michelle. Do you have any questions about about his dad? Yeah, I just want to know how it was received. So, what was your dad eating before? like all growing up, kind of give us the picture of dad pre-COVID and then how that transformation happened, what it looks like and what it looks like now. My dad breaks a lot of stereotypes in terms of, you know, he's like a, a white male from the North who has fought most of his, I would say, early 20s, probably in the 30s, going down South fighting in the civil rights movement. You know, he's someone who you know, grew up in a household where here he was, he was fine. You know, he had enough money, uh, security, loving family. And he devoted his time to look out for people who had lesser means uh, in, in Pennsylvania, whether it's, you know, demographics who are people of lower income, religions who are persecuted. He would look, he would look after everyone else. At the same time, he does fit a stereotype, though, of a single father who is a baseball coach of many years, raising two sons and just giving us anything we really want to eat, which came down to meat at almost every single meal. Uh, It came out to virtually no vegetables, virtually no fruit. And when my brother and I eventually moved out, my dad just kept those habits. And when I would come home and, you know, I've been vegan now for about 20 years, it would break my heart opening the refrigerator uh, and seeing just the just the piles of chicken uh, and fish and beef and then open up the freezer, it's more of the same thing. It's almost like a, a, a circle of horribleness. It just goes from the <laughs> freezer to the refrigerator to his mouth. And then that cycle goes on and on and on for many years. So for Michelle, that's what I've been, that's what I was working with to try to change his diet all through my plot to keep him away from people in the middle of COVID. Yeah. So what did it look what, like? What was his response when he first found out you went vegan? That's obviously very counter to the way that he lived. So when you came home and you were horrified by his refrigerator, he was probably equally horrified by your what? lack of meat on your plate. So how did that look for those couple decades before this new COVID chapter? Well, when I went vegan back, uh, well, let me just start when I went vegetarian back in, in 1998. This is way before 
you and Tony made it cool. And, <laughs> and like, I was the only one in my family, only one in my friend group who was vegetarian. And I was an athlete back then. I had aspirations to be a major league baseball player. And my dad was concerned. You know, the sta- this standard stere- you know, stereotype of, hey, you're not going to get enough protein. You're not going to be able to grow muscles and heal uh, and excel. Uh, so he certainly was concerned, but I give him credit. He always appreciated the social justice aspect of fighting for animals. And so he did appreciate that. And I surprised him by actually not fading away into darkness by going vegetarian. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, I actually became healthier than ever uh, and eventually vegan a few years after that. Uh, he just kind of got used to it. And he was always supportive of me, always made sure we'd have uh, vegan options at home when I visited, went to vegan-friendly restaurants. So for me, he was supportive. And I'll say this one other thing too. He also tried things. He's good about, he was always good about that. When we go to a Chinese restaurant, he'd give the tofu a try. You know, when we went to a, a pizza place, he'd give it a try to get pizza without cheese. So he was always experimental. And I think a lot of it just had to do with the love for his son, like wanting to be a part of what I was doing. So that's kind of like the, the, the transformation of, of me becoming a youth to an adult eating this way. And, uh, and then I had to have a talk to him about what type of groceries I was going to get him. That is so beautiful that your dad was so receptive all over the years. This is something that we know our listeners relate to big time. Almost everyone can relate to who's vegan, plant-based, or even just in any way, a little bit more of a conscious eater. Very few people have parents who are more conscious than them on the food front. And so it's a big challenge to see, especially as our parents age, knowing that the food they're putting in their bodies isn't supporting their health and well-being. Um, so we just, we love talking to people who have both been through the st- struggle of witnessing their parents not really getting it. Um, and it's so beautiful to have this story here of transformation. So before we dive into that deeper, one other question for you about that period of decades um, where your dad was still doing his thing. Did you ever have an inkling like you might try this? And I mean, you've been an animal advocate and a vegan living advocate for a long time. What was your approach to communicating with him? Is there anything that you did that you think set him up to ultimately feeling open and receptive to giving this a try now? Uh, I I went through that angry vegan phase, which is Mm -hmm. embarrassing. Uh, And and my dad is such a good person. He really is. And yet I was, was... I was the counter of what I would ever hope anyone else would be to me. I was argumentative. I was judgmental. I, I, I literally did the opposite anyone should do if they want to persuade someone they love to make changes. So I give him credit for dealing with me, frankly. <laughs> uh, and what eventually got him recently is that, yes, the love of a son caring for him to get groceries, but you know what it was? It was that I went through the list of options for what I got him. And I said, like, listen, dad, I'm just going to get you whole foods, plant-based foods. And I got, and I taught him a bit what that meant. And I said, listen, this is going to be great for your cholesterol, great for, for weight loss, great for heart issues. And so what I'm going to do is you can choose anything I say, and I'm going to get it for you. So then I actually am the one, Michelle, who created the list of foods he chose from. So all of a sudden, I'm asking him what his favorite vegetables are. And I went through the list 
on, on the app. I asked him his favorite fruits. I asked him what he would enjoy for breakfast and went through breakfast items and lunch and dinner. Eventually, the list I garnered from him was actually the list he gave me. So he felt an ownership that what he was actually getting at his doorstep was something that he himself created. And I think that's a major reason why it so far have been a real success story. Wow, that is that is amazing. I, I'm curious what his cooking level is. Did he know how to use those vegetables? Uh, Tony, Michelle, if you two are like a level 10, uh, I think he's probably a level minus four. And, uh, what, and that's one of the reasons why uh, I appreciate what he's doing because he's really worked through constraints of talent in the kitchen. He doesn't have a fancy kitchen either. He sticks things in the microwave, just boils some water. You know, it's basic things. But the fact that he can do it is a testament that anyone can do it. You know, this is someone who ate a certain way for 78 years, has virtually no talent in the kitchen. Love, Dad, if you listen to this, I love you to death. I really love you. You know the kitchen isn't, isn't your thing. The fact that someone like him can do this demonstrates truly anyone at all can do it. Uh, and, uh, and I think this is going to stick. I do. I believe in it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. We are actually going to call your dad right now and pick up to uh, where he is now and how he's feeling. So thank you for sharing the beginning of his journey and for inspiring him and for inspiring so many people to try plant-based living. Thanks for having me on and, and have fun with my dad. Thanks. Basically, we just wanted to chat with you about how everything has been. I know that since the pandemic started, you've been eating a plant-based diet and we are so excited and interested in hearing how it's going and how you're feeling. But let's start with when Josh first started buying groceries for you, what did you think about that? Well, first, before he bought them, the groceries, we talked about whether I would eat it or not. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't suddenly uh, uh, at the door was uh, Whole Foods representative. But uh, we've been talking about it for, for a fair while, not a long time, but for a while. And he gave me the pros, the cons, and how it could uh, to help uh, – um, other injuries that I have had, like athletic injuries, arthritis, and that there would be a medicinal uh, significant uh, uh, effect. And he proved to be correct uh, on that. Well, uh, so my, my, knee, my, my knee injuries, for instance, I can go up and down steps better now than I did before. That's really cool. And have you experienced anything else, any other health health related changes? Yeah, yeah, I uh, I lost weight. Um, it was it was not a sacrifice because the food that that Josh initially got me involved in, I enjoyed. What were some of those things? The uh, burgers, the let's uh, uh, see, firehouse or uh, burgers, uh, the greens. The, the the fruits, uh, 
lentils, like different soups, with which uh, I, I I liked. Uh, different breads that I should be uh, should be getting. Uh, oatmeal, and these are all things that I like anyway. Uh, blueberries, he said, were very good. Cinnamon. Yeah, the, those and, all uh, sound sound like really good ingredients. Now it, it has it has been, and uh, and and uh, it's once again it's it's fine. Uh, I like tonight. I had as a snack uh, uh, celery and carrots uh, dipped in hummus. Mmm, that sounds tasty. Did you ever think that you would ever? Did you did you ever think that you'd be eating like this, eating plant based? No. <laughs> Straight up, no. <laughs> I love that. That uh, you're here uh, now, but I know that I, I know that I know that uh, Josh started when uh, he was at uh, Keystone College, uh, right out of high school, and uh, I I didn't I didn't really uh, uh, think of it, and um, actually uh, I I looking back I wish I would have started sooner. I remember the first time Josh started talking to me about it. He said, the, the strongest animals on earth are vegetarians. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he went into hippopotamuses and, and uh, elephants. Gorillas. And, and yep. things like, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, when Josh starts talking to you, he could uh, sell the Brooklyn Bridge to somebody. <laughs> and, but, but, it, but it was fine. It really wasn't. And, uh, the refrigerator is loaded, and the and the shelves are are, are loaded, and uh, more and more restaurants in my area have vegan and vegetarian dishes. As an example, uh, uh, up the street they make uh, pizza for me. They make veg- uh, vegetarian pizza without cheese, and <laughs> and then it's and it's good. And uh, it, it's 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 been fine. It's been fine. And have you faced any challenges? In what way? I guess you've been eating one way for your whole life. See, see in a, in a, no, no. See, in a way, um, I was surrounded by it. I'll give you an example. Uh, I taught at Radnor High School, wealthy suburb of Philadelphia. Uh, great, great school. Uh, both Josh's went there, uh, and and Adam, but they had a salad bar there, <laughs> and then the uh, they were the first school in the area to have a salad bar, and a food bar, and a potato bar, and things like that. So there, I was surrounded by those t- those type things, and um, and it's been very positive. Uh, I, I remember when he tried to talk Adam into it, and Adam refused. Josh called him a speciest <laughs> for, 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 for for eating uh, for eating for eating meat. But as um, a matter of fact, uh, the other day I had a uh, falafel wrap, <laughs> and it was really good. And a new restaurant opened up, uh, a Moroccan restaurant, just up the street. And half the menu is uh, is vegan, and, and so uh, it, it's it's been fine, and uh, it has helped me in other matters. Uh, 
Um, I honestly do believe you are what you eat. And, and so, uh, I don't have, I don't eat any fried foods, uh, obviously of any kind, even if it's vegetarian, I, I, I don't, uh, fry it. And, uh, it has helped me with, uh, blood pressure, for instance. Matter of fact, I tried to get the two Josh's to do something and, uh, and, uh, you know how they can be stubborn at times. You know, they they should get involved with the AMA, American Medical Association, <laughs> and the uh, cardiac uh, and um, specialist organizations because that's health food, and, uh, and it helps all cardiac patients. Um, there, there's a, a pharmacist that I go to, and she's a, a Hindu, and she has given me recipes, and that, and it's it's worked out really, uh, really well. And I don't feel upset uh, uh, eating vegetarian uh, meals in front of uh, people that aren't, for instance. How are and, your peers uh, taking it? You know, your people who know you to eat a certain way, and who may be in your same same age range. They, they were initially surprised, but then they started trying it too. Wow. That's awesome. Have you talked to your doctor about, about the changes that you were making with your food choices? And then how did that go? How did your doctor respond? My cardiologist went very well because he's a a vegan also. Oh, wow. But but, uh, it's, um, it, it went over very, very, uh, very well. I mean, no one made fun of it. Uh, they they respected it, and and I th- I think that's uh, you know that that that's fine. Why were and, you seeing uh, a cardiologist, if you don't mind me asking? No, uh, I, that's a very sensible question. First of all, I I don't enjoy the medical system that we have here in the country. And so I was uh, kind of forced into something, and that is, it's a form of concierge medicine. And what I have is I have a uh, a general GP, and then figure out spokes on a wheel. A cardiologist, a pulmonary specialist, an orthopedic person, et cetera. And I don't have to call up for appointments. I get appointments right away. Uh, I was building a medical building in upstate Pennsylvania in a coal mining area, and I did a survey, and I found that 85% of the people that go to emergency rooms, this was before the virus, uh, go to emergency rooms, but they're not emergencies. They just can't get appointments with doctors. And, you know, like, come back, we have an appointment opening in three weeks, you know, and, uh, and so, and also my father's side, all the men died young. Uh, my father died when he was like 65 and he, and he was the oldest. And so I've surpassed them by a lot, by a lot. So I, I was very conscious of, of, of cardiology and pulmonary work. And, uh, this, this is, uh, this has helped me an, an, an awful lot. You know, what's amazing to me, we came onto this call expecting obstacles, expecting the, yeah, I'm doing this. I feel so good, but I miss the meat on my plate. I mean, 
especially knowing Josh for so am long. I, am you, I disappointing you? No, this <laughs> is great. I love it. I, you're just like, no big deal. Went plant-based, I mean, feeling there, good, there's, there's some, loving there's something it. Else. <laughs> there's something else that there's a lot of truth to it. And uh, this is going to be hard to explain, but uh, Josh, Adam, and Princess, I have a, a, later I adopted a, a girl from Chester. Uh, Chester is a uh, predominantly uh, black city about 10 miles south of Philadelphia that's very poor. And um, we have a wonderful bond. This, uh, Josh and Adam and I have a wonderful bond, uh, especially with, with Josh. We communicate really well. And uh, we talk about these things, and uh, we communicate very well. Uh, I never once ever raised my voice in raising the two boys, and I raised them by myself. Uh, Anytime they felt something was wrong, they felt comfortable coming and talking to me. Uh, And so with this special bond that we've had, um, we could talk to each other. And I know Josh is very conscientious when he talks about me and, and that uh, he means well. See, that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the important things about Josh. He means well. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it doesn't turn out right, uh, he, he means well. Uh, I remember when he was uh, in junior college. He went to junior college because he had an athletic injury. It had nothing to do with ac- academics. That he had a fractured spine in high school and missed a year of playing baseball. And um, he got all the baseball players to go in a protest against Ringling Brothers' abuse of elephants. And he got the coach to let all the players go, and he dressed up some of the players as elephants. And it was really made all the newspapers, how the whole baseball team from Keystone College participated. And one other person was there that you might know, Josh Tetrick. We got got him there uh, to to save the elephants. And uh, and eventually what came out of it was uh, Circus Olay, uh, having the circus without animals. You know, and it was it was. So we share these things. We, yeah. we really do. So and, I have a and it's a very, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask you um, how you're feeling now and after sort of fully embracing this plant-based lifestyle, what would you say to yourself before? Like if you could talk to yourself before, you mentioned you wish you'd done it sooner. What would you tell yourself before? Before I just, took things for granted. A lot of time, people are creatures of habit. And there are all kinds of habits. Uh, good habits, bad habits, in-between habits. Uh, and a lot of eating is habits. And when you're on the run all the time, you don't always have the ability to eat what's right, but eat what's quick. And and so it was not a major change for me to become a vegan that might be a major change to other people. I mean, there, and any, anything that Josh ordered, 
he asked me first, would you like this? Would you like that? It wasn't a question of, he said, this is what you should be eating. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, that's really important. That's what. It is. It is. And the communications uh, uh, were were great, you know, and it also was at a great expense to him, you know, and, and he still does it. And if it makes him happy, fine. I mean, the kids have a tough enough time growing up and they have a tough enough time being a young adult. Uh, why should a parent make it more difficult? Do you think that you're going to stick stick to this? Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I love that answer. Uh, 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 no, no, no question. No, no, no question about it. Um, the the only the only really difficulty I've had with it was uh, beverages. Interesting. Because uh, that the Josh said that if you get fruit juices. There's uh, too much um, uh, sh- uh, uh, sh- uh, sugar in them. And so what I do when I have the time is I make my own tea. I get a big pot and then fill it with water and then run a wooden spoon across the top and and tie uh, tea bags to it and, and then make, make my uh, my own tea. And then uh, I'll make like uh, three containers of it at at, at one time. Uh, the the only thing I really didn't like, and I always didn't, I don't like drinking water because um, I, there is no logical reason. It, it, it just uh, <laughs> Michelle's uh, in the same boat. Michelle doesn't like drinking water either. I am the worst. Oh, Michelle, person. you're a woman of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tony makes me drink water when I'm with her because she's like, I don't know how you're still alive and haven't shriveled up into a raisin and <laughs> died of dehydration. I, I can I can honestly tell you the truth that that if I ever go to a restaurant and order a glass of water, it's always with a lemon or a lime in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never it's never plain. Uh, it's never plain water. S- say you're talking to someone just like you, but before you went plant based. And they're like, should I do it? Should I not? What would you say to them? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I love that. that and uh, I think that uh, there, if there's uh, any social connotation involved with it, uh, I think that's... that's uh, try it. That, that, that's what they should do. Try it. And and matter of fact, uh, I think McDonald's is coming out with something they call a plant burger now. Wow. Uh, oh. and, uh, I don't, uh, Burger King does. Burger King has a yeah, it, uh, a, a, a big burger that's a plant. Now is the easiest time to try it. And uh, we are so proud of you for trying it, sticking with it, wanting to continue having health benefits and for sharing your story. Thank you so much for coming on our well, podcast. That's the only reason is that I knew I was going to get a phone call from you. That's, <laughs> that's it's all worthwhile. That, changing that, your whole diet. That, 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 was, that was the motivation. Well, uh, I, you I, know, I, if, if, if it was somebody else calling, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you as soon as I finish my cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so beautiful that um, you have the experience of having a son who cares so deeply about you that he's taking the initiative to like really make you feel supported in this tough time and customize getting food to you that you will love. And it's so cool to see on the other side of it that you feel good. You've had a great experience. You don't even ever want to go back. That is just so amazing. And I know this will inspire so many others. I don't even give it a thought that, that eating what I'm eating now is... Um, I don't even give it a thought of going going back and 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 it's it's increasing in in popularity it really is as a matter of fact some of the baseball players that i coach I, I still coach i'm a pitching coach in high school and i own a semi-pro baseball team you know and and they see me being a a, a, a vegan and they say let me try that you know, <laughs> that's fine and uh, and it's not looked at in any form of disdain, but uh, it, it 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 it's fine. I I can see it in in our area that uh, stores like Acme, for instance, will have more and more aisles of of uh, fresh vegetables and beets. And uh, matter of fact, uh, I got the one of the del- delicatessens in our area. To make borscht, did you ever have borscht? Wow! Borscht is a, a Russian dish of beets. It's beets, uh, red beet soup. Yeah, that's so cool. And, and, it, and it's and, and it's really really good. You know, you have uh, onions with the red beets, and uh, and, and so they listen to you. They try these things. It's, you know, and and it's 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 actually been fun to me. I have a whole freezer full of food here. <laughs> That's, that is and, awesome, and and we're again really grateful that you came on today to share your story, and we're we're super proud of you. So thank you again, and uh, th- this has been very inspiring to me. And I'm I'm ho- I'm holding out for my own parents. Well, maybe try a little bit at a time. I really appreciate your time on our call today, and we'll definitely give you a call. Or I hope I uh, helped you out, or I lived up to your expectations. Absolutely, we're so grateful. This this is so cool. It's going to inspire so many people in the new year, and we're so so grateful, especially for you taking your late night. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And sorry we have to jump jump off kind of rapidly, but uh, this was awesome. I know the the two of you aren't used to being up this late. (laughs) Yeah, my bedtime's like seven thirty. (laughs) So just kidding. That's right. All right. Have a good night. Good night. Bye bye. Bye. Wow, that uh, that was a fun conversation. I am a bit of a sap and I love a good father-son story, parent-child heartwarming tale. And this was certainly that. Um, and I hope that it inspires many listening if you have parents who you worry about their health. It gives you a little dose of hope and gives you maybe some ideas of how to, how to approach um, healthy eating with them in a way that may be received a little bit better than perhaps things you've tried in the past.
Yeah, I I really enjoyed hearing Jim's story and I appreciate how he is enjoying it as well. We expected someone who's been eating a certain way for a a lot of their lives to, to feel like, wow, this is a big, difficult change, but it sounds like he's really embraced it. And we hope that for everyone trying plant-based eating. Yeah, definitely. It really is a reflection of something we hear a lot and see a lot, which is that the thought of doing something is often far more difficult and harder and overwhelming than actually doing it. Once you make the decision and you go all in and you're like, all right, this is how I'm eating now. Um, it's, it starts to, you know, there's some, a learning curve, but it starts to feel really easy for many people. So I love, love hearing that. I'm so grateful that we were able to have him on and have forever captured this, this story. (laughs) And we also hope that everyone who's trying plant-based in 2021 and beyond, uh, has a similar experience. And if you need extra support, definitely check out our meal plans at plantbasedmealplan.com. And we were, we will happily be your bestie in this journey with you. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.